Welcome back to the Schoolyard Sports Lane Frank podcast. I'm Lewis, this is Podcast Lane Frank, and we are back from our summer hiatus. We're coming back with a big episode. We've got our full NBA mock draft. We've got an interview with Pro Bowl running back Aaron Jones and so much more. So stay tuned for Schoolyard Sports Lane Frank, episode number 41. Let's get into it. We'll start with episode number 41, how we always do with our headlines in the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks, they won the NBA championship, everybody. Okay, you know, at the start of the playoffs, you told me the Bucks were going to win the championship. I said, no way. At the start of the Nets years, if you told me they were going to win the championship, I would have said, no way. When the Nets were up 2-0 against the Bucks, I would have said, absolutely no way the Bucks even won a game in the series. They won the championship, everybody, okay? Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the NBA. Prove me wrong. Devin Booker, great player, great player. Chris Paul, great player, didn't get a ring, okay? He's a, he's a Hall of Famer, but he didn't get his first ring. Didn't make his first finals, though. Chris Paul, congratulations, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Congratulations, Chris Milton. Congratulations, Drew Holiday. What a season by the Milwaukee Bucks. What a season. Giannis Antetokounmpo now has two MVPs and one championship. You cannot say he's the second best player in the NBA. He's the best player in the NBA right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, not LeBron, not Kevin Durant, who he beat, Okay. It's Giannis Antetokounmpo, everybody. Best player in the NBA is Giannis Antetokounmpo, in my opinion. All right. Giannis Valanciunas got traded to the Pelicans, and this is a great deal, in my opinion. Okay, For both teams, really, because the Grizzlies get Steve Nams, they get Eric Blood, so maybe a little help with John Morant a little bit, even though he's entering his third year. Okay, But they get the number 10 overall pick, and they get a second-round pick. That's two big acquisitions. Okay, They also give up Giannis Valanciunas, but they get Steve Nams in return. Good deal for both teams, in my opinion. Pelicans also get the number 17 pick in return with Jonas Valanciunas. Good deal. Win-win for both sides, my opinion. Pelicans need to get rid of Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe. And the Grizzlies were trying to move off Jonas Valanciunas. Get a top 10 pick and two players in return. That's a good deal, in my opinion. Win-win for both teams. Let's move over to the NFL where there is so much news. NFL training camp has started, everybody. Okay, and the two biggest headlines this offseason were what? Aaron Rodgers. And Deshaun Watson, the whole offseason talk, they're not going to go to training camp. They're not going to play season. They both reported to training camp on day one. Okay, Deshaun Watson, can you really say run it back right now? We're going to make the playoffs this year. Can you really say you're going to play a full season after everything that happened this offseason? Okay, you basically said to your teammates, I don't think you're good enough. I'm trying to leave this team in the offseason. And then you had everything off the field go on in the offseason. I really think they should trade him. I really think they do trade him to a team like the Panthers, something like that. I really do think... What happened to the Broncos? I mean, because I think Aaron Rodgers is off limits right now. And the Broncos are going to push heavy for Deshaun Watson right now. I just don't think you can trade a quarterback of that caliber midseason. A starting quarterback midseason. I don't think you can do that to a team. Okay, I think Deshaun Watson might not play much this year, in my opinion. I think they might just go with Tyrod Taylor, honestly. Because Deshaun Watson, who knows what's going to happen. Okay, maybe he does another holdout or something. Okay, I know he's there right now because he doesn't want to get fined. But it seems like Texans have come to a decision to get rid of him. Which I agree with, 100%. You're going to get a lot of first-round picks. You're going to get a good offer from a team like Denver. You're going to get a good offer from a team like Carolina. You are. Sean Watson. It's such a complicating situation, but I guess he's running it back. Let's move over to Green Bay, where there is a lot of news with their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Is it one last dance? Is it the last dance? Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, maybe their last season with the Green Bay Packers. I think it's going to be a good one. I think they do have a big shot to win the championship, but they are under so much pressure right now. Okay, he's going to run it back. It's going to be a very interesting team. To watch a season, in my opinion. I mean, fun team to watch. More improved defense, in my opinion. Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Aaron Jones, Pro Bowl running back. We've got later on this episode an interview on that team. Devontae's at wide receiver. Okay, this team. 
They're not no scrubs, okay? They made the conference championship last year. They were a touchdown away from winning that game and going to the Super Bowl, everybody. Don't forget about that. They got the MVP from last season. Aaron Rodgers coming back. This team's new and improved, in my opinion. I think they can make a long run, especially with Aaron Rodgers back at the helm. Quarterback, let's move to the MLB. There's lots of news. Okay, the MLB hot stove is back, everybody. Chris Bryant might get traded. Javier Baez is probably going to get traded. Anthony Rizzo is probably going to get traded. I really think the Cubs keep them. Okay, maybe not all of them. I think Rizzo might be gone. I think Baez might be gone. But at least Chris Bryant, okay? Because I do think there's a chance they can get Chris Bryant back in the offseason. That's why I think they hold on to him. Or they could trade Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, and Anthony Rizzo for so many prospects and then get them all back in the offseason, basically the opposite of what they did with their Rodgers Chapman thing. Because people forget, when Rodgers Chapman was traded to the Cubs, they give up Glaber Torres, who's having a bad season now, but he was a great player up until the season. And then the Yankees just gone back in the offseason and didn't resign with the Cubs. The Cubs could flip that now. They could get the prospects and then get the players they traded this offseason. And in the back, they could get Chris Bryant back in the offseason, even if they trade him. Then get Javier Baez back in the offseason, even if they do trade him. And we'll be hot stoves back. Adam Frazier got traded to the Padres the other day. It's a great time then. We'll be MLB is in full swing. Playoff race coming down. It's going to come down to the wire. I mean, race to October, everybody. Okay, that's why for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, top five. This week's top five is top five NFL teams under the most pressure this season. Let's hop into it. Number five, the Seattle Seahawks. Why? Even though they made the playoffs last year? This is why. Okay, because you've got a quarterback, Russell Wilson, who kind of requested a trade in the last season, kind of didn't. Say you have a rough season again, go 11-6, and six, something like that. Make the playoffs, lose in the first round. He's probably going to request you. He might be out, okay? I don't know what's going on in that front office, but in my opinion, the Seattle Seahawks are under a lot of pressure this season. Fifth team, the most pressure. Number four, the New England Patriots, everybody. Okay, you got Cam Newton, Mac Jones. You got a new and improved team. You spend so much in the last season on these free agency players. What if none of them pan out? That's what I'm trying to say. A lot of pressure is under Cam Newton. Okay, he's probably going to get the starting job week one. If he can maintain that job the whole season, that's a successful season for Cam Newton. That probably results in a playoff if Cam Newton's the starting quarterback the whole year if he plays well. Okay, because if it's by week four and Cam Newton already has 10 picks, something like that, Mac Jones is in there, everybody. Okay? Mac Jones is that starting quarterback of that team if Cam Newton, say, is struggling by week four or week five. He is. Okay, Mac Jones. Oh, scrub. Great player, Mac Jones. I think he's going to have a great NFL career. Maybe not just this season. Okay. Patriots, number four. Number three, Chicago Bears. Under so much pressure this season. Matt Nagy. Yeah, one last chance. Okay? One last chance. Andy Dolan is your quarterback right now. Okay. If they're 0-4, and Andy Dolan's still their starting quarterback, Matt Nagy will be fired on the spot. If they start off 0-2 or 0-3 and Justin Fields is not the quarterback next week, I can guarantee you in a heartbeat, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy will both be fired, okay? I can guarantee you that, everybody. I can. Okay, Chicago Bears under so much pressure this year. Got rid of Mitchell Trubisky, number three. Number two, the Los Angeles Rams, everybody. Okay, new and improved team. Matthew Stafford, that quarterback. Pa pa pa. All right, you trade Jared Goff, a quarterback who brought you to the Super Bowl, Okay. Quarterback who paid $160 million to. Big mistake if you're not going to keep him. Okay? They got Matthew Stafford. Say Matthew Stafford's no good. You gave up first-round picks. You haven't had first-round picks since 2016. Okay? You don't have one until, like, 2024. That's what I'm trying to say. Los Angeles Rams, number two. Number one, all right? I said earlier, the Green Bay Packers, everybody, all right? Say you have a great season, Aaron Rodgers like, yeah, I might come back. But say you have a rough season, 
make the conference championship, don't win it. Aaron Rodgers is gone. Devontae Adams is gone. Aaron Jones is staying because he obviously got his new contract this offseason, hard-earned. But this Packers team is under a lot of pressure this season. A very exciting team to watch. Very interesting team to watch, in my opinion, this season. That's about it for Top 5 this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. All right, we're back, Squared Sports fans, with an amazing interview with Pro Bowl superstar NFL running back Aaron Jones, the Green Bay Packers. We're back, Squared Sports fans. We've interviewed with star NFL running back Aaron Jones. Let's hop into this thing. First off, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us today. I know you got a busy schedule, training camp starting today. So thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your time to join us. First question I've got for you. All right, going to training camp after... Pretty hectic offseason for you guys. Obviously, you, congratulations on your new contract, but everything with Aaron Rodgers and stuff. What are your expectations for you guys this season? Um, I wouldn't win a Super Bowl. I got to go down to Milwaukee and experience game six and all that. And just seeing the trophy like firsthand, I got to take a picture with it. It just made me that much hungrier to win a Super Bowl. And I feel like we've been so close the past two years. So I feel like it's time to get over the hump. Yeah, I'm definitely rooting for you guys to win a championship. I think you guys definitely... Definitely got a huge shot to win the chip this year. Nice question. All right, you're a great receiving back. You're a great blocking back. What's your favorite part about your game? My favorite part of, about my game is I think anytime I touch the ball, I have the chance to take it to the house. I like getting the ball in space. But uh, but like you said, just being able to do all three, protect, run, and catch, the more you can do, the more they'll put you in the game, and they'll call you a complete back, and that's what I want to be known as a complete back. Yeah, I think you're definitely one of the best complete backs in the NFL, especially in today's NFL. I mean, I love those 70-yard touchdown runs you have. I, mean, just I appreciate you're, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's get fun here. Your Madden NFL 22 rating comes out this week. First, I want to ask you what you think your rating should be and then what you want it to be. I think last year it was a 90 when it came out. I've been actually on the lookout for it. I, I think they're releasing them by position group each day. But if I had to say, I, I'd say... 93. Um, I think they got to bump me up a couple points from last year. I had a better year. Not as many touchdowns, but better rushing-wise and receiving-wise, the yards per carry. So I think a 93, but uh, anywhere 90 and up, I'm happy. Yeah, Devontae, your teammate, obviously a 99 overall this year. I think, yeah, I think you can be, in, I think you're going to start with like a 91, 93 overall, but I definitely think you can get up to be 99. I'll take 91 anywhere. I think somewhere between 90 and 93. <laughs> Um, but the goal is 99, get that, get that 99, uh, Madden club, the gold chain. That'd be so amazing. Yeah. You'll, you'll definitely be raised a top five running back this year for sure. Right. I asked you what your expectations were for the season. How excited are you for this upcoming season? I mean, everything got figured out this off season with Aaron. How excited are you, in my opinion, a more improved defense? How excited are you for this season? Uh, I'm super excited. I feel like we have all the guys in the locker room to get it done. Uh, we have a lot of playmakers on both sides of the ball, and we all click together. We have a, good, a great team chemistry, and uh, like you said, we got everybody back, so uh, I think it's time to get it done. Yeah, I think you guys definitely got around the Super Bowl this year. Uh, you obviously being an NFL running back, you go up against these amazing NFL defenses, obviously the Bucks and the NFC Championship game. Who's the toughest or the scariest player you've ever had to go up against? Toughest, I would say Bobby Wagner. He's been pretty good. Darius Leonard was pretty good, and I, I put Devin White in there as well, the Bucks linebacker. He and Levante David, them two as a linebacker linebacker group together on the field, they're just as fast as running backs, and 
So they they fly over blocks or go underneath blocks, and they're still able to make the plays. Yeah, and then Devin went went to college, being a college running back. Who do you think is the best linebacker in today's game right now? Ooh, that's tough. Oh, I, I forgot Fred Warner in that group as well. Yeah, He's a great Fred linebacker. Yeah. Um, man, if you had to ask me, ooh, that's a tough question. Hold on. You said best linebacker? Best defensive player in the NFL. You ever had to play against Aaron Donald? I have had to play against Aaron Donald. But I would say the most disruptive that we've played against probably I'm gonna have to go with Bobby Wagner. He gave me a yeah. tough game. Like everywhere I was, he was like I had space in the hole and he's like literally mirroring every step I take. And so and he's strong and uh he's a true leader. Um so I would say him. And then those, I, I would say all those linebackers, I don't know. That's It's hard to put 1A, 1B, 1B. I'd put yeah. a 1A, 1B, 1C. They're all some pretty good linebackers. Yeah, Bobby's always flying around the field. Uh, you being a fourth-round pick from UTEP and then making your way up to being now one of the best running backs in the NFL, what was that journey like, if you could talk about that for a minute? Um, yeah, it was a – I expected to be where I'm at, but uh, it was a journey that I had to, like, just stay patient um, stay true to myself and continue to work. When I first came in, I was the fourth back on the depth chart. Uh, week one, I made the active 53. They only dressed 46, so I wasn't even a part of the 46 to dress. Uh, it was had three other backs to dress. And just knowing like that I had to do everything I could to show them that I could play. And so once I got my opportunity, I would do, do everything possible in practice. But once I got my opportunity, I know I had to make the most of it. Uh, when I got the ball in my hands and when I did uh, like Aaron Rodgers, like noticed and so did some of my other teammates. And um, that's kind of how I started playing where he would turn to the sideline and be like, I want 33 in the game. That's amazing. What would you say to like a high school recruit who doesn't have many offers right now? I mean, you had an offer from UTEP where, I mean, you just balled out UTEP. What would you say to someone who doesn't have many offers and just wants to be an NFL player? What would you say to them? I would tell you it doesn't, not that it doesn't matter what school you go to, but it it doesn't. The NFL will come find you if you have talent. Your film is your walking, talking resume. Uh, you've seen guys from D2 schools get drafted. I've played with guys who are from D3 schools. And um, so the league, the scouts, they that's their job. They scout 24-7. So they'll come and find you if you can play. So just continue to work hard and remember that your film is your walking, talking resume. Yeah. What was your experience like at UTEP? I mean, you're probably the best offensive player in UTEP at football history. What was your experience like there? If you talk about that for a second. Um, I had a great experience. I, you know, I, I moved to El Paso in middle school. I played high school football there. So being able to stay – El Paso is home for me. So being able to stay home and play in front of the, the people I uh, grew up in front of and played middle school and high school and having them come to the games and support me and just having, like, the whole city behind me and my brother, it, it meant a lot. And I had the time of my life, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, I, I got to be the focal point of the team and of the offense. So um, they showed me a lot of love there, and they continue to show me love when I go back. So I love El Paso, and I love UTEP. Yeah, obviously you play with your brother in UTEP. What was it like playing with, obviously, your brother Alvin on UTEP? And do you think there's any chance you guys play together again in the NFL? I sure do hope so. Uh, I mean, he came up here for rookie minicamp, and they said they loved him. We just had a quarterback situation. So hopefully we get him back up here. It was a dream come true. You know, that was always our dream and our goal to play college ball together. So my junior year, I got offered. That's when Mike Price was still the coach. He told my brother, oh, you could be a preferred walk-on. 
Uh, he didn't think he was good enough for a scholarship. And then Coach Cooks came in and um, offered him. And he was like, of course you got the offer. Like, I cut on your film. You're good. And then it's funny how things work out because Coach Price ended up being coming back after I left for half a year. And he told me, he apologized to my brother. And he's like, I didn't think you were going to turn out to be the player you are. So uh, that's another thing to kids. Uh, don't worry. Continue to work hard and it'll pay off. I mean, I always remember see, going to UTEP games, seeing you guys. Probably my favorite play when you were at UTEP. I think it was a game against Old Dominion. You had a touchdown pass, actually. I mean, do you remember that play? That was an awesome yeah, play. Yeah, I, I do. I'm one for <laughs> one in my college career with uh, passing, <laughs> and, and it's for a touchdown. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll leave you with this. I love your game, man. But I'm even more amazed at how much you give back to the El Paso community, and that's equally as impressive. Thank you so much, Raleigh. If you want to talk about that for a second, how much you give back to the El Paso community. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, I like to be very involved in my community, especially with the youth. I feel the youth is the future. Um, and me and my brother have a charity ANA all the way, and it's pretty much for the youth and being a resource for our youth in our community. And uh, we've done bike giveaways, uh, turkey giveaways for Thanksgiving, shoe drives, shoe giveaways, free camps. Uh, we just finished our fourth annual camp that was free for the kids. And um, I just I'm a big, a big believer in supporting the people who support you. And, you know, I, I'm an underdog and really nobody believed in me except for the people in El Paso. And they've continued to support me from the time I was in seventh grade to now. So um, that's why I show so much love and support. And I throw up 915 when I score and just trying to put the city on the map. All right, And thank you so much for joining us. I want to ask you one last thing. How many touchdowns do you think you're going to have this season? At least 20. At least one twenty. Yeah. yeah. At yeah. least. I, I, it definitely can happen. I mean, didn't you do it two years ago, 2019? Yes, yeah. sir. I want to lead the yeah. league in scoring. <laughs> yeah, I think you definitely will. You definitely will. Thank you so much for joining us, Aaron. Know everything with training camp. Thank you so much for taking time every day to join us. No, thank you for having me. You do an amazing yeah. job. Thank you. Have a great season, Aaron. Thank you. All right, thank you so much, Darren Jones. That was a great interview. Many more interviews like that to come, Squared Sports fans. Let's get ready for the NBA draft. Here's my mock draft coming up. Now, did you know this week's day knows? Did you know the whole entire NFC East last year? Very bad division. Second worst division historically in NFL history. Maybe one of the worst divisions all time. Okay. That's what the NFC East was last year. They had a combined 23 wins last year. You know how many wins the Bucks and Chiefs had combined last year? 25. That's all I gotta say. Two teams combined had more wins than a whole entire NFL division did last year. Did you know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's about Did You Know This Week. All right, everybody, we have our full lottery NBA mock draft, everybody. Okay, the NBA draft is here. I'm excited. All right, let's hop into my last and final mock draft. Okay, let's try to get all the picks right. Probably won't happen, but let's see. My full NBA mock draft. Let's hop into it. Number one, the Detroit Pistons. I don't think they trade the pick. I do not think they trade the pick. I do think they take Cade Cunningham, point guard, Oklahoma State. Maybe he could switch to a small forward when he gets to the league. My opinion, the next Paul George. But I did read something. I don't think they're trading this pick, okay? They gave up the Thunder offered Shy Gilgis Alexander and the number six pick for that pick, number one. And they said no. They like Cade Cunningham over Shy Gilgis Alexander and the number six pick. Okay. Well, that's shocking to me in my opinion. Okay. That is. Pistons take Cade Cunningham, number one. They're locked in on it. They would have made they would have taken that deal 
if they were going to trade this pick. I don't think they trade the pick. Number one, Detroit Pistons select Cade Cunningham. Number two, the Houston Rockets are on the clock. Now it's a different story. Maybe they trade this pick. My mock draft, I don't see them trading this pick. I think they take Jalen Green. Okay, listen up, Stephen Salas. Listen up, Houston front office. If you take Evan Mobley, if you take Jalen Suggs, that'll be the biggest mistake in franchise history, bigger mistake than all the blatantly stupid trades in the past couple years. Okay, worse than the James Harden trade. That decision will be worse than the James Harden trade, in my opinion. Okay, number two pick, Houston Rockets. They better take, and they will take, in my opinion, Jalen Green, shooting guard, G League. Okay, an amazing player, Jalen Green, an amazing player. Number two pick, Jalen Green, goes to the Houston Rockets. Number three, Thunder. I think they trade out for this pick, okay? The Cavs currently have the pick. I do think the Thunder trade to get the pick, okay? So many talks about the Thunder moving up to the top three. First two teams didn't want to do it. I think the Cavs do it, okay? Because I think the Cavs have their eyes set on one player, one name later, and I think they can still get that player at number six, okay? They get the number six pick, and they get a few other picks, the Cavs, because the Thunder have so many picks for years to come, and they can give up a few, okay? I think they have 36 picks for the first round, second round, next, like, five years, something crazy like that. Okay, Oklahoma City Thunder trade up to get the number three pick. And with the number three pick, I have them taking Jalen Suggs, great point guard, out of Gonzaga. Okay, when I said that the Rockets shouldn't take Jalen Suggs, number two, I wasn't knocking Jalen Suggs. I was just saying Jalen Green's a better player. Jalen Green's a better fit for the Rockets. Okay, the Thunder, if you have a combo of Jalen Suggs and Shai Gillard Alexander for five years or more to come, that might result in the championship, just those two alone. Okay, I'm not kidding. You see Chris Paul and Devin Booker. It's going to take a couple years, three, four, maybe five years, okay? But you see a backcourt of Chris Paul and Devin Booker make the finals. Why not a backcourt of Jalen Suggs and Shai Gillard Suggs? That's all I'm trying to say here, okay? I think the Thunder trade up, get the number three pick. With the number three pick, I think they take Jalen Suggs. Number four, Toronto Raptors. I think the Toronto Raptors, with number four pick, a lot of options. You got Scotty Barnes. You got Evan Mobley. I think they take Jonathan Kuminga. Small forward, also G League. Okay, you want to know why? Because who's the greatest player in Raptors franchise history? It's Kawhi Leonard. Okay, can't say DeMar DeRozan never got them a championship. Okay, he just didn't. It's Kawhi Leonard. Only player to ever get them a championship. Who's the next Kawhi Leonard? That's Jonathan Kuminga. He is the next Kawhi Leonard. Why not take the next greatest player in your franchise history? Okay, Jonathan Kuminga is a perfect fit, in my opinion. At number four, going to the Toronto Raptors. Number five, the Orlando Magic are on the clock, everybody. Okay. I think they take Scotty Barnes, the next Draymond Green. A little bit more overhyped, in my opinion, they should be. Not overrated. Overhyped. He's a good player, but he's overhyped. Okay, doesn't have a great three shot. Okay. He doesn't score much, but he could be the next Draymond Green, in my opinion. He could. That's why I think the Orlando Magic take him at pick five. Number six, the Cleveland Cavaliers are on the clock from the trade down with the Thunder. I think they still get their guy. Who's their guy? Evan Mobley. Okay, it is Evan Mobley. No debating it. Brought USC to the Elite Eight this year. Average 20 points a game. Next, Anthony Davis. Yada, yada, yada. All of that. I think that's why Evan Mobley goes number six. The Cavs. If you have a team of Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley, that's a lethal big three. Okay? Wait a couple years, and that's a lethal big three. Maybe three years. Great big three. Okay, Evan Mobley is going to be a terrorizing force. And then, yeah, he will be. Going number six, the Cleveland Cavaliers. My mock draft. Number seven, the Warriors are on the clock. Okay, there's so many opportunities with this pick. So many great players available. Do they trade for Bradley Beal with this pick? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things that can happen. 
I don't think they trade for Bradley Beal. I think they keep this pick. And with the number seven pick, I think they take James Booknight, guard UConn, okay? He's been flying up draft boards as of late, and I love his game, okay? James Booknight balled out in the Big East tournament this year, okay? Balled out in the one game he had in the NCAA tournament. He did. Great player, James Booknight. Flying up draft boards, like I said. Going number seven for the Warriors. If you have a trio of Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, James Booknight, that's amazing. Whether they keep this pick or they don't. If he's available at this pick and they're not trading it, they're taking him. Okay, they are. James Booknight going number seven overall. The Golden State Warriors, number eight. The Orlando Magic are on the clock yet again. Who do they take? Keon Johnson. Okay, you're saying, oh, Keon Johnson, a little too early for him. Maybe late lottery, maybe late first round. Okay, he's been flying down draft boards. He was really supposed to be a top seven pick, and now he's kind of flying down. But I do think the Magic take Keon Johnson. Really good player. Came off the bench this year for Tennessee, but that's just because lineup issues, stuff like that. Really, really good player, Keon Johnson. I think the Orlando Magic take him with the number eight pick. Number nine. The Sacramento Kings are on the clock here. They take my Michigan guy, Franz Wagner, only 19 years old. Such a great scorer. Got a great three-point shot. Okay, he can drive to the hoop. He can penetrate to the hoop. Great player, Franz Wagner. They take him. And number nine. Number 10, Memphis Grizzlies are on the clock. And there's Moses Moody who's available right now. John Morant, Moses Moody, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson. That's all I have to say. They take Moses Moody right here. And that can be your team next year. That can be four or five. That's what I'm saying. They take Moses Moody here. Great player. Had a great freshman year. He goes number 10 overall to the Grizzlies. And I'm off draft. Number 11. The Charlotte Hornets are on the clock. All right? You got your point guard of the future. You got your player of your future. Let me restate that. LaMelo Ball. And they take Jalen Johnson. Okay, Jalen Johnson. Might not know who that is. All right? He played a few games for Duke this year. Then opted out. It was going to be a higher pick if he didn't opt out for some reason. But he's a power forward. Good pick. Safe pick, in my opinion, for the Charlotte Hornets. It is. And I think they take him. Number 12. The San Antonio Spurs are on the clock. I think they trade down, all right? James Booknet's gone. A couple guys are gone. Jalen Johnson is already gone. I think they trade down with the Wizards. And the Wizards, I had number 12 take. Corey Kispert out of Gonzaga. Such a great player. Okay, can be the next Joe Harris for you. Be the next Kyle Corver, Gordon Hayward, something like that. That's Corey Kispert can be really, really good player, in my opinion. Corey Kispert, I have him going number 12. The Washington Wizards. Wizards straight up to get Craig Kispert. Number 13, second to last pick of this mock draft. The Indiana Pacers are on the clock. I think they take Davion Mitchell, point guard. Baylor, all right? Had a great NCAA tournament. One NCAA tournament MVP. Okay? Had a great national championship game. Flew up draft boards after that. Kind of steady now. But I think the Indiana Pacers, with Michael Brogdon, everything going on, maybe to, maybe isn't in Indiana long-term. Karis Levert might not be in Indiana long-term. I think they take Davion Mitchell, point guard, out of Baylor, number 13 pick. Number 14, the last pick of this mock draft. The Warriors are on the clock again with number 14 pick. They're not going to trade for Bradley Beal, okay? I'm just going to blatantly say it. All right, the draft is in two days, everybody. The Wizards aren't going to come to a decision, say, we're trading Bradley Beal, and then have one day to go through every single offer. They're not going to do that, right? It's going to be a long process. There's not enough time to get Bradley Beal, in my opinion, because the Wizards are going to want to weigh all their options, see things out, Okay, that's why I don't think they trade for Bradley Beal. At least until after the draft. Maybe after the draft they can get. Okay, maybe they can. With the number 14 pick, I think the Warriors trade down. They trade with the Toronto Raptors. Raptors get their second lottery pick, and they take point guard Josh Giddy from Australia. Played in the NBL League, same league Melo Ball played. He almost averaged a triple-double this year, everybody. Okay, maybe the next Russell Westbrook playing for Team Australia in the Olympics right now. Great player, Josh Giddy. The Raptors, they took... 
the franchise player of the future, Jonathan Kuminga, with number four pick in that mock draft. I think they trade up to get another lottery pick, the last pick of the lottery, the last pick of this mock draft. I think they take Josh Getty. This would be a great pick. That's about for my NBA mock draft. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Leave who you think number one pick will be in the comment section. Do you think the Pistons will trade down? Do you think the Warriors will get Bradley Beal on draft night? Leave your answer in the comment section. All right, College Football Showcase is back and better than ever, everybody, okay? College football, unless you live under a rock, you know everything that's been going on in the college football world. This past week, Texas and Oklahoma officially informed the Big 12 this week. They're leaving the Big 12, they're packing their bags, and they're going to the SEC. All right, I am so excited about that. I want to get my full thoughts on this for realignment, okay? I've seen things, oh, Michigan, Florida State, Clemson, Ohio State, they're all going to the SEC. If that happened, I would literally be so upset if Michigan went to the USC, make it all one super conference then, like how you couldn't NCAA 14. All right, that's basically what college football is turning into right now. That was madness, all right? Kansas and Iowa State are probably going to get added to the Big Ten. West Virginia and Notre Dame are going to get added to the ACC. There's things about the Pac-12, USC, UCLA, and Oregon, Washington, all wanting to join the Big Ten. What? Do you really want an Oregon team having to fly, like, five hours to play Rutgers and Piscataway? Okay. That's just not going to work, okay? You can't do West Coast teams and East Coast teams, okay? That's not going to work out, in my opinion. Conference realignment's going crazy right now. College football is going crazy right now. How is this going to affect college basketball? Leave your answer in the comment section on that. How will all this affect college basketball? Kansas will be great for the Big Ten in basketball. Good for football also, a team to beat up on cupcake game. Really interesting thing seeing college football going on right now. I'm very happy about the Oklahoma-Texas thing. Just not everything with the Pac-12, Big Ten, Super Conference. I heard things about ACC, SEC merger. You know, that stuff's interesting in my opinion because what if you get a Clemson-Alabama match every year in the regular season and not in the playoffs? That's interesting to me. A lot of news going on in the college football world. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for College Football Showcase this week. Now, question of the day, the best for last. This week's question of the day is, who is your pick to win the Super Bowl as of now? I know it's early. You're way too early Super Bowl prediction. Mine, I'm going to say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers again, okay? I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers repeat. Only team to ever return all 22 starters. All 22. Only team to ever do that after winning a Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's why I'm picking them to win the Super Bowl. But who's your Super Bowl pick? Is it the Packers? Maybe one last dance. Is the Cowboys if you're really crazy? Is it the Chiefs coming back as the runner-up last year, now winning it this year? Is it the Bills or is it somebody else? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about for question this week. That's about for Squared Sports Land Frank Epps number 41. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week in episode number 42. Stay tuned.